Hey y'all, it's A Few Minutes with a Few podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Maddie. And we have a passion for seeing people make Jesus number one in their everyday lives. We want to get serious about being serious for Jesus. Will you join us? All right, everybody, let's get back into another great episode today. If you are new, welcome. We are so glad to have you here on the podcast. We have had a bunch of new listeners joining in and downloading. We actually posted a couple days ago now, or it would be like a week ago now, I guess, that we are almost like so very close to 5,000 downloads Mm -hmm. and it is really exciting. We are halfway there and it's just... It's been a crazy, crazy wild ride, hasn't it, Maddie? It's The podcast mm-hmm. has been an adventure for sure, yeah. but it's been so fun, and we are just really excited to see the new people who jump on. It really kind of stinks, honestly, because we can't see who's listening every week just because it only shows us like the plays and the downloads and stuff. So if you're new, if you're just tuning in, or maybe you've been listening for a while, leave a comment, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Just say, hey, let us connect with you. Let us know that you're listening and let us know your thoughts on some different things. This is not just a place where Maddie and I get to share our thoughts and then it's over. We want to hear your thoughts as well. If you have something to add to the conversation or you just want to agree or disagree or whatever, we're open to all of that. So be sure to, you know, leave a comment. Maddie's like over here like, please don't disagree. Don't disagree, please. (laughs) goodness. Just go along. No, actually, that's exactly exactly what we're going to talk about today. (laughs) That is exactly what we're going to talk about. And for those of you who have been here for a while, you probably saw the title of this episode and you're probably like, oh boy, we're going to get into it today. And we are. We're so excited to talk about this because honestly, we took a break from Jesus and politics together, like the, you know, Mm -hmm. the episodes that we were doing, um, mixing that. How do we mix politics and religion and Jesus. So many people think that those things are separate. Like, if you're religious, then you have to stay over here. And if you believe in Jesus, then you can't have an opinion or a conviction that you can't have that if you love Jesus. And if you're a political person, well, don't come in here. And it's just, it's a bunch of messed up stuff. Okay. And we've talked about that a little bit. So we're not going to really dive into that specific part, but we do want to talk about how we've seen just a lot of people going along and getting along. Okay. And especially the past year and a half, I think we can all agree, no matter what your opinion is on politics and what you think, how you think politics should be mixed with Jesus and all that stuff and how it coexists. But I think we can all agree that a lot of people have just went along with the narrative that we're being told in the media and, and in our world today, right? Just so that they can get along with others, mm-hmm. right? I actually heard um, my dad was on the phone with a friend the other day and someone was saying something about how 
Okay, this is going to get really confusing. Okay, so my dad was talking to a person who is telling my dad that he heard someone over saying that they should just get along with everybody and just stop talking politics, stop talking Jesus, stop talking all of that so that we can just all agree and love each other. Okay, that's what we're going to tackle in today's episode. Why should we think critically? Why is it important? Are we called to get along with everyone as Christians? I think that that's a big question that we sometimes struggle Mm -hmm. with. Like, okay, well, I'm called to love. So does that mean that I can't have a disagreement with someone or that I have to agree or whatever? So we're going to tackle that. Honestly, this is just going to be our real and raw thoughts. Maddie and I have a lot to say on this, so it's not like we're unprepared. I think that we've had plenty of conversations Mm -hmm. about this with people in our lives, but it's going to be new on the podcast, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Maddie, start us off with your thoughts on this topic here, and and we'll get started in this episode. Yeah, well, I think the first thing that I want to say and kind of get out of the way... (laughs) That rhymed. Wow. I'm just, I'm great. Um, A real poet over here. Anyway, something that I just want to kind of address first and foremost is that loving someone doesn't necessarily mean that you get along Mm -hmm. all the time. Right. So, I mean, if you just look at the family unit, you look at your parents or your children and you love them Mm -hmm. all the time, like Mm -hmm. you would do anything for them. But sometimes you have disagreements. Sometimes you don't get along Mm -hmm. perfectly. Sometimes you get annoyed with each other. Now, that doesn't mean that your love completely goes out the window and you hate each other, hopefully. Um, (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) I hope that doesn't happen. So, I think that it's kind of the same thing with Christianity. Mm -hmm. Yes, we're called to love everyone. That's the second commandment. Jesus said Mm -hmm. it was one of the most important commandments. Love your neighbor as yourself. Right. We all know that. That's a super common Christian thing. Mm -hmm. And it has been thrown out there a lot for the past year, two years. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I think a lot of people take it completely out of context. Mm -hmm. Because like Lily was saying, so many people say that, well, if you love me, then you tolerate everything that I do. Right. You can't rebuke me or disagree with me on any of the decisions that I make because as a Christian, you're called to love me. Mm-hmm. Well, looking at the family unit again, parents don't just let their kids do whatever their kids want to do. Right. Like, there's an aspect of discipline and simple, you live in my house so you abide by my rules mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. I know we can't say that to a lot of people that we're friends with or whatever because they're not living in the same house as you or they're not your children. But it's kind of the same concept there with you've got to keep your children in line in Mm -hmm. a way and we're called to be leaders in our world as Christians. We're called to lead people to Jesus first and foremost. Right. But Jesus, if you look at his life and you look at the things that he said, he said a lot of controversial stuff that a lot of people didn't agree with, Mm -hmm. but he still loved them. Like the Pharisees, he still died for the Pharisees, even though they were horribly mean to him. They were making horrible decisions. They were completely misrepresenting him and his kingdom, yet he still loved them even though he didn't agree with some of the decisions that they're making. So I think that that's something that's very important to point out is that just because we're called to love people doesn't mean that we're necessarily called to tolerate everything Mm -hmm. that they do. And we're not necessarily called to just say, you know what, we're just going to get along. We're just going to stop talking about all this stuff and 
you do you, I'll do me, and we'll just all peacefully coexist. But seriously, that's like impossible to do because some people, them doing them is going to be evil. And when they haven't found Jesus, they're going to be living in this mindset of, well, I can do anything my actions don't necessarily have a lot of consequences or, you know, there's no moral law necessarily. And so, then our world is just going to be in chaos Mm -hmm. because we're trying to coexist with everyone. We're trying to strive for equality in a way. Right. But that's just not going to work. So, I just wanted to get that out of the way real fast and just say that loving people, yes, we are called to love everyone. Jesus said that. I'm not disputing that at all. Like, Mm -hmm. that is a fact. Fact, fact, fact. Jesus told us to do that, so we should do that. Mm -hmm. But Jesus did not call us to love everyone straight into hell Mm -hmm. because that's what we do. I know we've said this before, but (laughs) that's what we do when we let people continue in their evil ways, in their sin, and we don't call them out on that. We don't say, hey, I love you Mm -hmm. and I don't want you to ruin your life with this decision. I don't want you to ruin your eternity with this decision or this lifestyle. And so, I think that's something that a lot of Christians really need to get their heads wrapped around and we really need to stop taking that command out of context. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I agree. And if we're going back to kind of what we talked about last week, like if we're living in light of eternity and you're looking at that bigger picture that focuses on, Mm -hmm. wow, like heaven is what we're going for and I have a purpose today, like part of our purpose and part of our meaning comes from living in the truth knowing the truth, which is Jesus himself. And he he tells us in scripture that we're supposed to love in actions and the truth. And that's something Mm -hmm. that I keep going back to so very often with people like who tell me, oh my goodness, I I can't get involved in politics and I can't say something about this um, topic or situation or whatever. You know, so many people were like totally, oh my goodness, we can't say anything about the transgenderism because people are going to get mad and we need Mm -hmm. to love those people. Well, listen, uh, I think if you listen to those episodes, we were not condemning people because we hate them and because yeah. we want them to go to hell. No, we are actually doing the opposite of I want to love you with the truth because I'm trying to look at the bigger picture that Jesus has told us to live for and I don't want you to go to hell. So that's why I'm warning against that sin in your life because hopefully as Christians, We desire that in our lives. Is it hard to receive sometimes? Absolutely. 110%. But I want people to call me out on the sin in my life so that I don't continue in it because maybe I don't recognize it. Maybe I don't see it. Maybe the enemy has lied and tricked me into believing something that I should not be believing. I want other fellow Christians to call me out on that and say, hey, that's wrong. Here's why. Back it up with scripture. Do it in love. Help me do better keep me accountable, all that stuff. Like, that's how the body of Christ is supposed to operate. And instead, like, we've allowed the enemy to just trick us into, like, oh, whatever, so that wickedness can abound in our culture. That is why the enemy doesn't want us involved in politics, why he doesn't want us to take a stand on some things that we should be taking a stand on. Mm -hmm. Things like abortion, things like transgenderism, things like human trafficking. This is all going back to the bigger picture that we talked about last week. Mm -hmm. If you're living in light of eternity, then 
why wouldn't you be concerned with these things? Because these are current situations that we have the chance to speak up for and speak truth into. Why wouldn't we want to do that as Christians? Mm -hmm. Instead, we have been believing the enemy's lie that, hey, you need to take a back seat because you're a Christian and you can't get involved in culture. Mm -hmm. Well, you get involved in culture and everything else, you know, you're in your 4-H club, you're doing your sports stuff, you're going to all these different activities and programs and doing stuff in your school, that's part of culture. I saw this quote the other day, you can't detach theology and morality from politics. Your theology will inform your politics. Your morals will inform your politics. It's a lie from the enemy to convince the church to disengage from culture and civic life as perversion abounds and wickedness thrives. And I think that that's spot on because Mm -hmm. he's tried to trick us into thinking, just don't say anything. Just don't get involved. Just don't say anything because people are going to be mad at you and you're called to love. Well, we're called to love in truth. That's the most loving thing we can do for someone because we're warning them about eternity. We're warning them about the gospel. What we do mess up, however, is our tone of voice, Mm -hmm. our points that we're making to people, the words we choose to use to them. Like you may be calling someone out on something, but you have to do it in kindness and love. That has to be what flows from your heart because if it's not then you you just shouldn't say it, even if it is the truth, because it doesn't matter because you're probably going to harden that person's heart. Mm-hmm. And I think we've all been there, right? Somebody says something to us and they don't say it in love. You know, they don't care about you very much. You know that they're just trying to call you out because they're trying to be mean or right the speck in another person's eye when you have a plank in your own eye, that kind of deal, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're kind of like, wait, why are you? And, and then your heart gets hardened. You're not going to listen to that person then. That is what Christians have to be careful with, especially when we're taking a stand um, with something. And we can't, I mean, we're called to not just go along with everything. And we're called to love people, but not to just get along with them all the time. Like, that's Mm -hmm. not the point. There will be some people that will be offended by the truth you speak. The thing is, if you did it in love and you were genuine about it, you have to let them handle that. Now, if they're offended, then we have to do the Matthew thing where we go to them and address it and, you know, make sure that they know that you love them. And I understand that whole process. We have an episode on that as well that we did a few weeks ago. I think that that's something that we need to take a closer look at as Christians and not just go along with, oh, we'll go along and get along and everybody will do great. Mm -hmm. that's how are we going to influence anyone? How are we going to be different when we look like everybody else around us? Yeah, well, I think that when we are wise with the words that we use, the tone of voice, like you were saying, Mm -hmm. like just the way that we choose to say things, to call people out, like, yeah, they may get offended, Mm -hmm. but you can still get along with them. Right. Like, but don't let them continue in their lifestyle of sin or in just, like, little decisions that you know later on in life are going to amount to a really big, horrible decision that Mm -hmm. they're going to make. When you call people out on that, your heart's right because you genuinely care about what they think and what they're feeling Mm -hmm. and, like, you've got to bring scripture to them. Mm -hmm. You've got to tell them, like, I've been praying about Mm this and you better have actually been praying. Don't lie. Genuinely do it. (laughs) And, like, you've got to make sure that they know that you love them Mm -hmm. and that's why you're saying it because I believe that Christians really can get along with people if we would just have the right heart about some different things. If 
we're using a very current example, such as with like the pro-life movement or Mm -hmm. something. Yeah. If we choose to go to the pro-choice people and we just say, listen, abortion is wrong. Here's scripture to back that up. Or here's this to back that up or this or that. And we say it in love and in kindness. I think that we really can get along with those people Mm -hmm. and try and help them to see your point of view. Right. They can help you to see their point of view maybe a little bit, even though it's it's still wrong. Like, the argument is still right. wrong and scripture is still right about the argument. Mm-hmm. But I think that we can get along with people as long as we have the right heart towards them. Yeah. I really do want people to understand that I'm saying we can say stuff with kindness and in love just like Jesus did mm-hmm. and he still got his point across. Right. Like, with the parables and everything. He didn't scream his message at people mm-hmm. and then expect them to love him. Right. Like, he loved them. He spoke gently, kindly, with love, but he called out their hypocrisy and the wrong stuff that they were doing. Like, Mm -hmm. he didn't just let that go. Right. But he said it in kindness, and therefore people repented, Mm -hmm. got saved. They loved him for that because he didn't force them to turn around, walk the other way, and forget about it. He gave them the choice of it's wrong, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to force you to love me and to worship me and to try and glorify me. Like, I'm not going to force you to do that. Your lifestyle's wrong. The things you're doing are wrong, but you have to make that decision and you have to come to me first. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that what you're trying to get across is that we have a lot of immaturity in the church, Yeah, right? And I think that that is the reason for the argument, I guess. I don't know what we even want to call it. I think it's almost miscommunication. Yeah, right. That like, okay, well, if I can't say it, then I'll just go along and get along, right? Yeah. (laughs) And I don't know. I'm, you know what I'm saying. We have a problem of immaturity in the church and therefore we just say, hey, if it's a little difficult to nail this down, then I'm just going to walk away and I'm going to love everybody and then it's fine, right? I think that that's the root of it. We are believers who have not been trained how to properly love someone, honestly. Because then sometimes if you get into an argument or you disagree with someone's opinion, Mm -hmm. then we tend to just ignore them or we won't talk to them. And that's not love. Like Mm -hmm. that is not love Mm -hmm. at all. No excuses. And I think that that's another thing that people haven't been trained in though. Like we can disagree, but I'm still going to love you. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. And I guess that reminds me of Hebrews chapter 5. I'm going to start at verse 11 because I think that this is just a really good scripture to go along with this. It says, we have a great deal to say about this and it is difficult to explain since you have become too lazy to understand. Although by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the basic principles of God's revelation again. You need milk, not solid food. Now, everyone who lives on milk is inexperienced with the message about righteousness because he is an infant, but solid food is for the mature, for those whose senses have been trained to distinguish between good and evil. I think that this speaks to what we're talking about today Mm -hmm. because a lot of Christian senses, and this develops throughout our lives, like I'm not sitting here saying, oh, Maddie and I know everything and we've been trained, right? Yeah. But there is a point in your Christian walk where we have to train those senses. Like that just develops all throughout your Christian life of I am constantly trying to train myself through the spirit, allowing the spirit to speak to my heart, convict me where I need to be convicted and show me where I might be wrong in some different Mm -hmm. things, allow other believers to speak into me. 
that trains our senses to distinguish between good and evil. Does that make sense? And I think that that is where we just kind of fail mm-hmm. as a, as the American church. Like we just say, like I just said, it gets hard and we want to quit. And so, okay, well, I'm not, I'm just going to give up, right? I'm going to be immature in my faith because I'm going to give up because I don't want to train myself. I don't want to really be able to distinguish good and evil because if we were able to distinguish between good and evil, we would, I think, be much bolder in the things that we are speaking up for. I am not saying that every single day you have to shout from the rooftop to everyone on your social medias or in person that they are just so wrong, you know, call their evil out like specifically and name them and whatever. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that you have to be all confrontational about it. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? But I think that we are called to be bold as Christians. You look at Peter and you look at Paul and you look at these guys who had boldness and yet they were just so loving that people were drawn to it. You know what I'm saying? Like they were bold and they were loving. How do we get that to mix in the Christian society and the Christian culture that we're living in? That's the ultimate question. I think we don't have a great representation of that in the American church because we give up before we train our senses to distinguish between good and evil and allow God to speak to us in that, which is why it starts off with, we have a great deal to say about this and it's difficult to explain since you have become too lazy to understand. I think that We don't even want to fix the problem. Right. We don't really care. And so we just give up and, hey, go along, get along, love everybody, which is a really big problem. Mm -hmm. I think that also what you were saying about Paul and Peter and how they were able to be bold, but they're Mm -hmm. still loving and people were drawn to that. Like, people are honestly drawn to conviction. They are. I really, really think that they are because Uh people know that their lives are a mess. I really do think that some people, not everyone, (laughs) but I think that some people really do realize, like, the amount of stress that I'm experiencing, the amount of dysfunction in my family, Mm -hmm. in my workplace, in my friendships, like, this is not right. This isn't how it's supposed to be. And so, I think that that's the reason that some people are drawn to things like that because they They don't know how to fix it. Yeah, they don't know how to fix it and they want you to call it out. They want you to tell them what's wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what Jesus did and then people were drawn to it. They fixed it because he gave them solutions Mm -hmm. and then their lives get worked out. They are following Jesus and then it's about this discipleship process of you know, Jesus found mm-hmm. the 12. He called them away from their daily distractions right. and called them to drop everything and mm-hmm. focus on him and their relationships with him. And it was a discipleship process, mm-hmm. like approximately three years he spent with them and they still didn't know everything. Right. And he still, you know, he sends the Holy Spirit to pour into them. Mm-hmm. He spends time after his resurrection with them to teach them more, to explain some different things. Mm-hmm. And so, it's all about first, you got to love people. You got to call out their sin. If they're willing to deal with that, then you've got to continue to pour into them. You've got to right. continue to show them that love with an equal measure of boldness and conviction. Mm-hmm. I think that people are willing to follow along with that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that people realize way more than we think how messed up their lives are. 
Yeah. And I think that they want that to change. I think that a lot of people are sick and tired of those dysfunctional families and friendships and workplaces and the stress that they're experiencing. So, like your point about the maturity in the Mm -hmm. church. And honestly, that's because most people haven't been discipled. Yeah. And I know that we've said that before, but I think that that's another important point to make is Mm -hmm. that the reason that the church is immature is because we as believers have dropped the ball and we haven't been discipling new believers. That's why most of them fall away or Mm -hmm. if they continue to be in the church, they get caught up in the religion instead of the relationship with Jesus. Right. And they aren't sure how to handle that conflict, Mm -hmm. how to love people while still getting along in Mm -hmm. a way, but calling them out, you know, Right. What we've been saying for the whole episode. Right. And I think another thing I would add to that is that Christians are really scared of commitment. Like we're, we're really scared to commit to people. Yeah. And I think that we have, like, there is an extreme of Christians. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that we're saying that all Christians aren't willing to speak up for the their convictions. The church is horrible. That's right. That's not what we're saying. But there is a large majority that is silent about political issues about the things that are going on. Many people don't know how to even defend the pro-life cause, right? I mean, different things like that that just, it kind of blows my mind. Like, you need to know this stuff, right? This is basic Christianity 101, something you need to know to tell people when you're living your daily life, you know? But there is also an extreme in the church, a group of people, an extreme, you get what I'm saying, of people who really like to call things out, but they don't want to commit after they call things out and help them out of it. They don't want to give solutions. They just want to point out the problem. Exactly. Because they don't want to disciple somebody. And if I think if you want to call someone out on their sin or something that's going on in their lives or whatever, obviously you have to pray a ton before you address that person. Make sure that your heart is right. All the things that we've been saying. But I think that we also need to be ready to commit to that person Mm -hmm. because if they want to change, you can't just leave them like a baby, right? Leave them like an infant like we just read and say, well, you know, go for it. Like, hope you figure it out. Hope you just remove that sin because most people don't know how to remove that sin. Most people don't know what to do with it, how to delete text messages, how to change your phone number when you need to, how to do the things that you need to do in order to get out of that sin that they're in that's where you come in. Like, you can't just go to them and say, hey, you need to fix this, and then not be willing to help them out of it. Yeah, they don't know how to necessarily remove the sin or the circumstance, the issue, and then replace it with something spiritual, with something that is good, true, beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like, they may get rid of it. Yeah. But then what do they do? Right. And then there's an empty space for something new to come back in Mm -hmm. and you know, scripture talks about that and everything. But the moral of this episode is we want the church to stop just saying we need to get along with everyone. Yeah. Because sometimes that's not the route that we need to take. Right. And, you know, Jesus went into the temple and flipped tables when he needed to, Mm -hmm. but that wasn't all the time. I don't like how people act (laughs) like Christians can get angry and blow up at people. And it's fine because Jesus you know, did it. Jesus did it. Yeah. That's not, that wasn't the point of that. Right. That was to show them their sin. Mm-hmm. I guess what Lily and I really just want to say in this episode is that there's so much falsehood mm. in the world and Christians really need to learn how to love people while calling out their sin and 
What Lily and I really want to say in this episode is that we have got to be consistent in our convictions. Mm -hmm. Christians have become so wishy-washy. Right. And Christians have just become so weak, honestly. Mm. And I'm not trying to beat up Christians. Like, I still still (laughs) love you. (laughs) I'm not trying to beat everybody up, tell you that you're doing a horrible job, because some people have truly gotten this. Yeah. But honestly, Mm -hmm. there have been, like, a handful of people in our lives Mm -hmm. who have truly known how to do this the right way. And most of those people have been discipled by other people who know how to do that. Mm -hmm. And so I think that the main thing we need to focus on in the church right now, especially right now, is we've got to focus on discipleship and we've got to focus on actually pouring into people after we call out Mm. their stuff. Yep. And help them to remove the sin and replace it with something good. And then we really need to focus on even just in the world, even on your social media without choosing the wrong words without being mm-hmm. violent and angry. <laughs> yeah. We need to take a stand against some of the things that the world is saying. It may not just be a sin that we need to call out in someone's life specifically. Mm-hmm. There's tons of sin in the world that we need to call out that lots of people are taking part in. Mm-hmm. Me and Lily just did the transgenderism series. That's, I'm not trying to praise us or anything, but I think that that may be a good example if you want a reference point if you don't, then that's fine. But that may be a good reference for people to look at and say, we can talk about this stuff Mm -hmm. and we can just have a regular conversation about it. And we don't have to hate the transgender community. Mm -hmm. Like we don't have to hate those people. We're actually loving them. That's why we're talking about it. That's why we're raising awareness about the real origins of transgenderism Mm -hmm. and what transgenderism actually stands for. And then we can call people out of it. Yeah. And we're willing to help them. We're willing to accept them into our churches, into Christianity. And call them to be something better. Yeah. That's that's the point of all this, is that we've got to call people mm-hmm. individually, people in your circle of influence. You've got to help those people pour into them. And mm-hmm. then whether that's using your social media or not, that's just the example that came to my mind, using your social media to maybe talk about things like transgenderism. Mm-hmm. While staying civil, while doing your research, don't just go out yeah, there and say transgenderism is bad, turn away, or mm-hmm. something. Like, give people some reasons mm-hmm. for why you think it's bad and for, I'm not just talking about transgenderism specifically, but there are so many issues that the church is unwilling to get involved with. And honestly, that's why our world is so far gone in depravity. Yeah. I know that people don't really want to hear that. And I know that we're, you know, calling some things out in this episode. But honestly, this is why our world is so messed up because the church has stayed silent and we haven't said anything about all the things that are happening in our world, especially over the last two years. Like the last two years, I think, have been just absolutely mind-blowing for me of how the church just really isn't willing to do its job anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really sad. And Mm -hmm. that's why me and Lily want to talk about this kind of thing, because I know that there's the few Mm -hmm. still out there who wants to do their job. They want to live the way that Jesus has called us to. Yeah. So Lily and I just want to tell you, like, you're not alone. We're trying to do it too. Mm -hmm. We've got other people who are trying to do it. And so I think that if we could all just ban 
band together and say, we are going to focus on discipleship. We're going to focus on loving people, but not just tolerating everything that they do. Mm-hmm. I think that we can make some real progress in Christianity, in the church. Mm-hmm. We could have way more unity, I think, if we just yeah. focused on one common goal. We should already be focusing on that, but like if we could all just focus on eternity, getting as many people as we possibly can into eternity also, because mm-hmm. that's our job here on earth is to get people into eternity, then I think that it could seriously like change our world. Mm-hmm. Well, and I know that this is longer, so I'm just going to add this real quick before we pray. I see a lot of Christians who have many different missions. Like there are yeah. many different missions. And honestly, sometimes that's, I have my mission trip and that's it right? Like, I can't reach any other people, and this is my trip, and this is what I raise money for, and this is what I talk about, and this is who I share the gospel with, that kind of thing. Not all the time, but that's what I see a lot of the time. What if we could all be on mission together? And when I mean on mission, I'm saying, like, let's focus on Jesus and eternity and what he has for us. What if that was our end goal? Like, seriously. And I know that that sounds crazy because it should be, but it isn't right? I mean, I think we can take a good look at American Christianity and say that is not our goal as a whole church. Our goal is just to dumb it down, soften it so that people will tolerate us. Right. And I think that that's something we have to work on. What if we were all actually on mission together? I think that that would really change things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. Okay. So we're going to pray. Please pray with us to wrap up this episode. Lord, I just thank you for this day and this episode. And I pray that you would just help us as the church, as Christians, to really just stand up for the things of you, to not shy away from our duty as Christians, that we would just really be devoted to the same goal, like we've been saying, that we would just be so focused on eternity and so focused on helping people reach eternity that we can all just be unified together in you and that we would truly be able to change our world. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Thank you all for sticking with us. We appreciate it. As we always say, we love y'all. We thank you for listening and tuning in every Monday. It is a blessing and I just applaud you for listening to our long rants. Hopefully this blessed you and encouraged you. Let's challenge each other. Let's really get serious about this Jesus thing because that's what we're after and that's what we want to help people do. So thank you guys so much for listening and we will talk to you all next Monday. Bye guys. (laughs) 